Welcome to the Sincerely Me and Baby podcast, a shame-free teen pregnancy and motherhood resource. Hi, mamas. Wow, what is podcasting? Um, I set out to record a podcast like once a week or every other week, and obviously that did not happen. Uh, I feel like we have had so much happen over the past few months, and as much as it was always in the back of my head to record a podcast, it just was never my priority. Uh, We were sick for what feels like the entire winter, and we just had lots going on with our jobs and our personal lives and just so much to handle outside of Sincerely Me and Baby. So, As much as I've kept up with it on social media over the past couple months, I have not kept up with podcasting and I've wanted to get back into it so badly because there's so many topics I want to talk about. So thank you guys for bearing with me. And if there's anybody who's listening to this who listened to my past episodes and has been waiting for a new one, I appreciate you. And I really am so thankful for the people who are invested in Sincerely Me and Baby on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Yes, I said TikTok. I never thought that I would get into TikTok (laughs) and I never did for my personal life, but I did hear that TikTok was great for building your brand and getting, you know, an audience in that way. So I finally dove headfirst into TikTok in the name of Sincerely Me and Baby, and it's been so great because it actually has been a wonderful way to connect with teen moms, and so many have um, liked my videos and maybe found my Instagram from there, and some people have left comments where I feel like I've been able to see the impact that I've been able to have. So growth has been slow for Sincerely Me and Baby, but The people that I have been able to reach through my other platforms have just truly kept me going and motivated me to keep sharing my story and trying to reach out to other people while they are in the middle of their pregnancy and teen motherhood journey. So I figured I would give you guys a fun little update before I jump into the theme of today's podcast because my daughter turned six in March. And it was a time of reflection for me. It was really thinking back on the past six or seven years of finding out I was pregnant as a teenager and thinking that my life was over and not knowing who this baby would be and so much fear and shame and disappointment. But I had no idea that this scary time would turn into this beautiful baby girl and now this beautiful six-year-old that I have today who has just blessed my life and so many other people's lives in an incredible way. So I just kind of wanted to share that. We celebrated her life in March and it truly is a celebration of her life, not just for you know who she is today, but for her story and for my story with her. And the fact that she might not have been here today, especially given our circumstances, me being a teen mom and knowing that a lot of teen moms are faced with that decision of keeping their baby or not. And although I felt 
pretty sure from the start that that was not an option for me to terminate my pregnancy. Um, I just think about that. And I think about how I I was faced with so many decisions in that moment. And I chose to have her. And it was absolutely 100% worth it. And that is part of why I have started Sincerely Me and Baby. Because although I'm not ever going to sit here and judge somebody who has chosen abortion or adoption, um, because I do believe that that is your choice, but I know that so many teen mothers choose those options out of fear and not because they don't want their child, um, but because they're afraid that they won't be able to navigate life with a child while being so young and that they won't be able to support them and still follow their dreams or, you know, still have a good relationship with their family if they have their baby or who knows what. But um, if I can reach a teen mother and tell her that you will one day be celebrating your child's sixth birthday and be looking back and saying, oh my gosh, thank God I kept my baby because I cannot imagine a world without them in it. Um, then everything will have been worth it. And if you are that one that is listening right now, I really hope that that means something to you and that you take that to heart because I know that one day you will be in that place of looking back with joy in your heart about your story, no matter how hard it was. So, That being said, I want to give you a little glimpse into pre-pregnancy Maddie, which is a little vulnerable for me. It's a little hard to talk about, and there's parts of myself from pre-pregnancy that I might be a little bit ashamed of trying to release the shame, but getting it out there, I think some of you will be able to relate to it, and that's why it's important to share. Teen pregnancy was a direct result of our choices that were most likely unhealthy, unsafe, and maybe uninformed choices. So the patterns of thoughts and behaviors that we engaged in before our teen pregnancy will follow us after our teen pregnancy if we don't do what it takes to confront them and take that opportunity to grow and mature and transform ourselves. Our children deserve that. Our children deserve the best versions of ourselves. So we can learn from who we were before our children in order to be the women and mothers we want to be for them now. And I I heard this quote one time, maybe I read it on Facebook or something, that said, I have to heal myself now so that I don't bleed on my children later. And that was like, wow, eye-opener for me. Such a good perspective of how I needed to work through my traumas, work through my insecurities, make sure that I had a handle on, you know, certain behaviors or patterns or trends in my life so that I didn't pass those things on to my daughter And I've taken time to reflect on pre-pregnancy Maddie, and I've definitely been able to see how my negative thoughts as a teenager spiraled into negative patterns in my life, and 
I knew that the cycle needed to be stopped by the time I brought my daughter into the world. So I'm trying not to be ashamed of pre-pregnancy Maddie, but in a lot of ways, I actually feel sad for her. I was always a happy, smiley, positive, kind person, not trying to sound arrogant, but I feel like that's who I was growing up, and I really tried to hold those values as a person, um, even as a struggling teenager who didn't know who she was and was kind of all over the place. I still tried to be that happy-go-lucky, outgoing person at school, Um, and I've always prided myself on that, but I also think that I showed that on the outside, and people would believe that I was really confident in myself, especially because I was the head of clubs, I was on stage doing theater and dance like all my life, and I just always presented myself as that way, but I was actually far from it. I was not confident in myself at all, and I faced endless insecurities swirling through my head about my body and my skin. I had acne and my hair. I don't know why. I just never liked my hair. I always thought my voice was annoying, which you're listening to my podcast, so I guess you tell me. (laughs) I never felt cool enough. I never felt like I was nice enough or accommodating enough to other people. I wondered if I was talented enough or did everybody like me? Like, I didn't even know if people liked me. And that was always a question. Um, And if somebody didn't like me, why? And how do I fix it? I was such a people pleaser and, to be honest, still working on it to this day. Yes, it is a terrible habit of mine to be so self-sacrificing for the people around me. And I'm trying to set those boundaries. And as a teenager, I did not have any sense of boundaries when it came to that. So yes, I truly enjoyed making others happy, but I also feel like there was a sense of validation by their happiness in relation to me. So I needed people to validate my worth, whether that be like my teacher-student interactions or my friendships or in my family dynamics and especially in my romantic relationships. And getting a little bit deep here, but to go way back, I feel like this was probably rooted in a childhood trauma that I had at a very young age. And I won't go too much into that, and maybe one day I'll share more, but I feel like that taught me that my value was in pleasing another person, even at my own mental, emotional, physical expense. So all you need to know from me sharing that is that our thought and behavior patterns are planted and watered and already growing inside of us before we're ever self-aware enough to know it. And these things go deep. So they take time to process and heal and move on from. But often as teenagers, these things manifest as other unrecognizable characteristics. So for me, it was insecurity, which led me to seeking out validation in really unhealthy ways. So 
My senior year of high school was kind of where it all came to a peak. Um, I desperately wanted to be friends with the cool kids. And I know that sounds cheesy. It sounds like something out of a like high school movie. Um, but seriously, <laughs> I started initiating friendships with the girls and I had crushes on like the bad boys. And that just led me into a whole new stage of life of exploration in not a great way, which I know all teenagers go through that. So I can't hold on to the shame of that. But that exploration led me to going to parties and trying substances for the first time and experimenting sexually, lying to my parents about where I was, and, you know, all the stereotypical teen rebelliousness. (laughs) But I'm not judging anybody who has ever done any of those things, but I know now that I personally wasn't doing any of that because I truly enjoyed it. I just enjoyed the feeling of being wanted by the people that I was doing those things with. And the more that I did them, the more that I got invited to those things. And that made me feel better about myself made me feel like I, you know, was part of the cool crowd now just because I was trying the things that they were trying and being a part of the activities that they were in, which were not truly my passions and what I loved. At the time, what I really enjoyed was being the theater girl and a good student and participating in sports and school clubs and being close to my family hanging out with my friends who were great influences on me before this. And so that version of me was was totally far from what I genuinely identified as. And I feel like I turned into kind of the the darkest, most broken parts of me coming out because I was just begging to be loved and wanted and needed And for some reason, I was blind to the people who really did love me and need me and want me. And I don't know what that is. I really don't. And that's something I'm still kind of working through of why I pushed away my family and my really good friends at the time so that I could be friends with these people who really didn't care about me. They just cared about you know, what I could do for them really, or um, they cared about themselves. And I just was weaseling my way in there because I wanted to kind of ease some of my insecurities maybe. But this new lifestyle that I adopted ultimately left me vulnerable to the first popular, charming, life of the party, chick magnet type guy that showed interest in me, who, spoiler alert, became my baby daddy just a few months later. So, like I said, I was really insecure and I was finding validation in boys. Not necessarily that I was sexually active with a lot of boys, I actually wasn't, which (laughs) We'll get into that in some episode because there were lots of rumors about me when I first got pregnant and 
people wanted to find an explanation for why I was becoming a teen mom. Um, But I was not sexually active with a lot of boys, but I was seeking out feeling loved by boys and wanted by boys. And often that was coming from the bad boys. Maybe it was my sense of like getting the one that's hard to get, right? Because all the girls wanted to be with them and, you know, he could choose anybody to be with pretty much. And so if he chose me, little old me, then, I mean, I felt so special and so important and I felt like that proved my worth. So we will get into that whole relationship story eventually because I feel like it is very important to share. But in a nutshell, my relationship with my daughter's dad was being manipulated, love-bombed, gaslit, and brainwashed into a narcissistic, abusive, toxic relationship. And truly, that's only the beginning. There's a lot to share with that. But I do feel like my insecurities and my need for validation and my desperation for love and affection absolutely played a role in that situation. And let me give the disclaimer, I do not blame myself or any other victim of abuse for falling prey to the types of people that are just monsters. Um, But it does play a role. They look for people who are vulnerable and who will put their worth in them so that they can have control. So my lack of boundaries and self-respect and ability to stand up for my wants and needs and values, that definitely helped me fall prey to this situation. And It factored into my decision to give in to unprotected sex to make my boyfriend happy. Again, we can talk about that more later. But it led me to go silent rather than argue when we had a questionable experience with the pullout method and he invalidated my desire to take plan B. And it really all boiled down to the moment that I read pregnant on that test and my first thoughts were how could I do this to myself? Immediate disappointment in myself. The insecurities just followed me every step of the way, and they led me to not just negative thought patterns, but negative behaviors towards myself, and I was the one who suffered for it. So all of that being said, It took a lot of self-reflection and introspection to recognize those parts of myself that I wasn't fond of and make a real change. I had to become more aware of how I was allowing others to take advantage of me because of my insecurities and people-pleasing tendencies, which all my people-pleasers, raise your hands right now because I know there's probably more of you listening to this and Maybe we all can help each other with that a little bit more. But seriously, when it came to my child, I knew that I could not let my insecurities guide my choices anymore. 
And I had to make sacrifices and let go of so many unhealthy behaviors when I found out I was pregnant for my child. I mean, can you imagine if I went about acting the same exact way after I had my daughter? Imagine if I still let those insecurities have a hold on me and I still was needing validation from other people. I would have let people walk all over not just me, but also my child, including the father of my own child. As soon as I had my daughter, I found a new strength and a new power inside of me that would not let him walk all over me or my daughter. And that was a big change. If I continued with the same thought patterns and the same behaviors, I would have ended up back in situations that were not only uncomfortable but were probably unsafe. I would have ended up with more partners who probably would leave me feeling more insecure. I would have surrounded myself with friends who still didn't care about me, but now I would have friends that also probably wouldn't really care about my daughter or about our situation or our life, I would have continued being the same Maddie. And that's where I want to put this back on you. So let me ask you some thought-provoking questions and let you think about it. Who were you up until the second you found out you were pregnant? Who were you? What were decisions that you made that you were proud of? And then what were decisions you made that you were not proud of? Do you look back on your life and see any patterns, reoccurring patterns of behaviors that led you to where you are? Now, there might be some good ones that you find. But there also might be some that you feel a little embarrassed about or ashamed about or maybe confused about. But that's where this self-reflection comes into play. And that's where the learning and growing and maturing comes from. If you want to be a better woman and a better mother you have to look at yourself first. Rather than looking for all the advice from everybody else, yes, you're getting advice from me right now, but I'm putting it back on you. (laughs) You could look at every mommy blog and every YouTube video and all the Instagram pages with the happy quotes. (laughs) I guess I'm kind of making fun of myself right now. But none of those things are going to fix you on the inside, none of those things are going to heal you. They are not going to make you a better mother from the inside. You might try to adopt, you know, some some new tips and mom tips that they give you. But if you don't deal with past traumas, if you don't deal with past insecurities, or past behaviors that led you to getting pregnant as a teenager, it's going to happen again. And you're going to repeat those patterns. And this time, it won't only affect you, 
It will affect your child. And that's scary. That should be your motivation. You can make the choice to change and to grow and mature and be somebody new. You don't have to be the same girl that you were pre-pregnancy. I am releasing you from that. I am letting that go for you. You are not that girl anymore. That girl did not grow and carry and give birth to her beautiful baby. That girl didn't know what it was like to love somebody as much as a mother loves their child. That girl did not have to feed and bathe and take care of another human being selflessly every day. That girl did not have to wake up multiple times in a night and still get up early in the morning to go to school or to work to support that child. That girl is not you. So stop holding on to the patterns and behaviors of that girl. It is hard to let her go. And you might go through a grief process of feeling like, I don't know who I am anymore. I know that I'm not super proud of the girl that I was before, but who who even am I now? And that's okay. That's part of growing up, and you've been forced to grow up really, really quick. But it has to happen because you have a child who's looking up to you now. You have a child who is modeling themselves after you. And who do you want that child to be? Who do you envision them as when they're a teenager, when they're a young adult, and then when they are an adult who's creating their own family? That is who you need to be now. Yes, you are young, and you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to be perfect. But you can make the choice every day to learn from who you were before your teen pregnancy to be who you want to be now as a woman, as, you know, a worker, an employee at your job, as a friend, as a daughter, as a mother. You can make that choice. So I'm looking at myself today. And comparing her to pre-pregnancy Maddie. And I've come a long way. But I'm still not perfect. I make mistakes every single day. In every aspect of my life. (laughs) And that's okay. But I can tell you. In the past six years of my daughter's life. I have not let my insecurities lead me in the way that I did as a teenager. I have not put myself in unsafe or unhealthy situations that I knew would affect my child. And every day I've strived to be better than the person that I was yesterday. That's all you can do. So I hope that coming out of this episode, you don't feel ashamed of who you were before or even who you are now because from this moment 
you can just choose better. Choose to learn from yourself and grow and mature every step of the way forward. Keep asking yourself, who was I then and who do I want to be now? It's up to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sincerely Me and Baby podcast. If you love what we're discussing here on the podcast and you'd like for this to be a conversation, I am hosting a virtual Young Mama support group that will be held on Zoom on April 27th at 6 p.m. If you are interested in this, this is going to be a place for young moms to connect with each other, engage in meaningful conversations about how they're navigating pregnancy and motherhood and relationships, share helpful resources, and overall support each other in being the best possible mothers they can be while still reaching their personal goals. If that sounds like something you would love to be a part of and you are a young mama 21 and under, please go to our Instagram page at Sincerely Me and Baby to find the link to register. We would love to have you, mama. Thank you for listening to the Sincerely Me and Baby podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by the same name. Follow, like, comment, and share and join our shame-free community of teen mothers.